Nahani Rouse. Welcome back to Can We Talk, the podcast of the Jewish Women's Archive, where gender, history, and Jewish culture meet. Siona Benjamin's art dances with brilliant colors and mythical figures. Lilith wrapped in a prayer shawl, Vashti with angel's wings, a blue-skinned woman with multiple arms held up like a menorah. Siona is a transcultural artist, an Indian Jew from Mumbai, now living in the U.S. via Israel. And her art reflects her identity, Jewish, feminist, Indian, American, and influenced by the Hindu and Islamic cultures she grew up in. Siona's installations have covered floors and ceilings in public spaces. Many of her paintings are multi-paneled, and she even paints the faces and bodies of dancers. I think artists are philosophers, they're poets, you know, all kinds of artists, musicians, every possible medium. And so we do have the luxury of this introspection because without the introspection, the creation cannot happen. The forced isolation of the pandemic has given Siona a lot more time for introspection, and she says she has valued the chance to focus inward. She joins us for the third in our series on creativity in the global pandemic. I think that what has touched me the deepest is understanding the meaning of isolation, of what it is to be with yourself. I think for the first time, even though I love being with myself and I love being in my studio, but I also like to travel. I love to meet people. And I'm a people person, actually. But I like my alone time in my studio very much, too. Fortunately for me, I think my time has been I mean, I work from home and all my work has continued anyway, so I'm very, very fortunate. But some people who've lost their jobs and some people who don't have anything else other than going to work and coming back, it must be very difficult. So, you know, my heart goes out to them. Has that, has the the content of what, of your own work sort of shifted in the past several months, eight months? Well, a, a, a little bit, though, I mean, um, yes, I can say the pandemic has. I've done a small series, which is a series of just four paintings, and um, it's called the Circle of Introspection series. And uh, I'm very attracted to mandalas. And so I thought the way the coronavirus is shown is kind of like a circle and it has little spiky things coming out. And it's kind of like round and mandala-like, that horrific shape of the coronavirus was everywhere on the news and on these kind of looked like a you know like a planet from you know like a outer space planet with these little spiky little things so I just thought wow how do I counteract that negative circle with a positive circle they're very beautiful colors in these mandalas and they're flowing and they're positive and they've got um they're hopeful um, I kind of put the, my blue figure in there in many different ways. It has, it, it's, it's like the circle of int- introspection series. It's about int- introspection and about looking as to what you really want. What, what do I really want? And I think this, the, the world happenings have forced us all to do that. You mentioned your blue figures, which is something that you work with in many of your paintings. Can you talk about that? My work is also very theatrical. So I started thinking about creating characters that would first were very nostalgic and they talked about my, you know, unique uh, background of being an Indian Jew and what my grandmother 
cooked and you know did and stuff like that and what my mother told me I mean my first few paintings are like I was experimenting with skin color like what shade of brown should I paint these characters that are on my stage so to speak and um, and then I came up with the idea of uh, of uh, like a light turquoise blue because for me the blue stands for the color of the sky and the ocean I thought that the color of the sky here over America or this color of the sky over Africa or India or anywhere else is the same you can't look at the sky and say that's Indian sky I thought it was just so neutral that I thought that why I, I could paint my characters that same turquoise blue and they this way they could belong everywhere and nowhere at the same time and that's how I felt all the time being a Jew from India my family moving to Israel now me living in America and raising a child over here having had a family here I just felt like what is my home so I did a series of paintings before that many years ago called finding home again that same quest for what is what is that home so the blue characters kind of fit into those series too and slowly grew and uh, therefore the blue skin has become for me a symbol of being a Jewish woman of color now very often people ask me are you inspired by Indian gods and goddesses and by Krishna and and I said well I mean I come from India and those those icons from Hinduism and Buddhism and all surrounded me and so there might be some like <clears throat> innate influence but you know it's also I've sort of made it my own I feel that um, the blue of the gods and goddesses and Hinduism or Buddhism um, have now become my blue where it has become a more transcultural blue hmm. I mean people's people's art is always influenced by the art around them right yes ab absolutely you're influenced by your culture your family your background your country you can't do art in a void and so obviously all those influences are there and America has influenced me greatly too so um, all of that sort of shaped this character of blueness. One of the characters that recurs a lot in your work is Lilith. Can you talk about what Lilith symbolizes for you? She surfaces again and again in my work because I've done a series of works based on Lilith. This Medusa slash Kali slash Lilith creature, she's kind of glassy-eyed and she's got this gold leaf mouth inside and her hands one hand is on one side is cutting the cord and and balancing justice at the same time and um and the other hand is you know kind of cutting the cord she's the perpetrator and the persecuted at the same time you know always tireless and persistent and then on top of her head on her crown there's the leather shin which is shaddai one of the many names of god the question is to what avail will will it protect in the end who holds the blame? Who carries the burden? Who will help? Who will hope with them? Who will betray? Who will sacrifice? I was studying rabbis uh, with, with several rabbis and I got introduced to the legend of Lilith and that how she was the first wife of Adam and um, you know how she was created equally with Adam. She wanted equality in all way. She didn't get it from Adam and she went to God and asked his for his help and he just turned a deaf ear, 
so she kind of leaves and she's kind of like the first ex-wife you know <laughs> she leaves and she doesn't come back and god even supposedly sends uh, the three angels sanga sansanga and samangalaf to bring her back where she's hiding under the red sea and uh, she doesn't come back then she sort of by the patriarchy you know she's been made into the sort of demoness who eats her own children who preys on women and men and children and whatever the you know the the demon that she's made out to be and when actually all she wanted was justice and equality so she kind of interested me as this who is this character she's kind of a little bit like kali in the goddess of destruction in hinduism she's like medusa she's a lot like she's like judith you know the the character in the in the in the torah too who's brave enough to ask questions and to demand justice she kind of became a character as she became blue um and she acts out parts in my paintings just like the other characters do lilith was always blamed for her cries of mercy and justice but in this case um there's a little thought bubble above her and in that i'm not sure right now what i'm going to write but something like uh, i will write over there your tribe or mine question mark so um you know just asking just questioning the viewer like you want me to join your tribe or do you want to join mine and what is this business of tribalism of country of nationalism of wanting to belong and that you will not include the other is this the mor the moral and human condition of our era yes it is is lilith a character that you've sometimes put your own self portrait onto i mean i feel like i've seen your face in a lot of your paintings i think that every artist whether they are doing figurative work or whether they're doing the most abstract work they have their self portrait in it the self portrait of the artist is always there whether it is in the brush strokes of van gogh or it is the the abstract paintings of mark rothko or it is in the figurative work of mark chagall i mean every artist has their self portrait in it so yeah i mean there are some i think the artist feels best when you put yourself in the scenario and when you feel like you're actually acting it out yourself you're you're experiencing it yourself so it's um a more wholesome experience has the global nature of this pandemic had any impact on your own sense of place my sense of place was always shifting <laughs> um it's always been uh forced to be shifting because i think um like i always say like i i've been looking for finding home and looking for a home but i realized after a while that i pitch my tent wherever i go and that becomes home and instead of searching for that permanent home or whatever you know why not enjoy the um the travel <laughs> of pitching my tent wherever i go and why not uh, you know find that as an experience that is unique and different and why am i looking for that one permanent home so which doesn't probably exist at least for me i mean it occurs to me that you create your home in your art right yeah i mean every artist does but um more so because i'm tackling the issues of um identity and belonging and borderland and 
things like that because not because I wanted in a way wanted to, but because the attention was brought to me time and time again. Like, where are you from? You look different. Are you from Greece? Are you from Spain? Are you from Puerto Rico? Are you from Iran? I, I mean, all kinds of not really being able to place me, to, so to speak. And then I being forced to kind of tell them, well, before I would say I'm from India, and they would say, oh, you're Hindu or Muslim or Buddhist. And I'd say, no, no, no. What are you? And I'd be, I'm a Jew. And they'd be like falling down in surprise. And then everybody's gathering around me trying to see what kind of, you know, species I am, you know, <laughs> you know so, <clears throat> you know, being, being, you know, not really asking for it, but like getting it anyways. You can find Siona Benjamin's vibrant explorations of identity online at artsiona.com. Thank you for joining us for Can We Talk, the podcast of the Jewish Women's Archive. This episode was produced by Ariella Markowitz and me. Our team also includes Judith Rosenbaum and Becky Long. Our theme music is by Girls in Trouble. You also heard music by Siona Benjamin's daughter, Rachel Sophia, and Ariella Markowitz. Join us next time for the fourth in our series on creativity in the pandemic, a conversation with writer and poet Sabrina Ora Mark. Listen online at jwa.org slash canwetalk and anywhere you get your podcasts. Please take a moment to review us on iTunes and share your favorite episodes with your friends so that others can find us. I'm your host, Nahani Rouse. Until next time.